Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. It's good, but it's cold. <laughs> um, today is Monday, June 19th. Juneteenth, uh, now a federal holiday in the U.S., has been since 2021. Um, no banks today. Um, obviously been recognized in New Mexico for some time. I guess not all states, hashtag not all states, are recognizing it. Um, the usual suspects, right? The south and the west to the north, like Wyoming, our old friends. At any rate, um, happy Monday, happy Juneteenth. Uh, yeah, seems like celebrating people not being kept as slaves would be a universally approved thing, but apparently not. <sighs> Although I am working today, but I often work, so there we go. I have been having internet issues this morning. Our internet is down. I tried rebooting a couple of times to no avail. Uh, so now I'm using my mobile hotspot for the first time on my new phone, new-ish phone. And it took me a bit to get the hotspot set up. So my coffee got cold. Oh, the humanity. The thing is, is I was actually running pretty good on time this morning until that happened. So, but into every life, a little much little bit of internet chaos must fall. I wish that um, I did not have to have a, a live internet connection to use Zencaster. And so I'm tempted to switch to something else. Uh, if any of you have suggestions, I would be interested to know. Um, I like Zencaster because it gives me the MP3 and the MOV file. And then it also processes the transcript for me. Um, but I do use it for, I do pay. So if there's another service, uh, slip me a note. Uh, I know I could, I just don't want to have to do a lot of video editing. Say low production value, that's me. No, low production expense. High value. I feel like you get high value. So anyway, um, I had a great weekend. Lovely weekend. Gorgeous weather. Been enjoying the summer. Um, I had a great week last week. I did talk about it some on Friday, but after I talked to you all, I did not get a 3000 word day on Friday. I did start to peter out. I had a good couple of hours and then kind of got tired and I thought, you know what? I've had a great week. I should reward myself. We've been talking about that reward thing, right? Uh, so I, um, but I got over 12,000 words last week which is great. Uh, it is the second highest week of the year so far. And I've only hit over 12,000 for six weeks um, in the last two years. So I am super happy. I'm over 32,000 words on Onera. It is clicking along. I am loving this book and so excited about it. I'm still writing high on my potentially good news. We won't hear anything until tomorrow because federal holiday. Um, and that's at the soonest, tomorrow at the soonest. But I've been sharing it judiciously with some of my friends. And 
it's great to hear who's excited. Only one person hasn't been excited so far, and I'm not sure she like processed it. I don't know what the deal was. Anyway, um, yeah, so I did a lot of reading this weekend. I finished reading my uh, feminist science fiction. It really has given me some uh, interesting ideas. Um, you know, it, we think we've come so far in the last 50 years, right? You know, a lot of these stories, they were written from like, I think all the ones in this collection were like 73 to 78. Um, so yeah, the last 50 years. And I grew up thinking that I was post-feminism, but I was helping a friend um, sort through some problems that she is having. And we were talking about our relationships with men and coming back around to, I was realizing how much these stories had illuminated for me that in some ways, even the men who are our age and are enlightened men um, who consider themselves feminists, who consider themselves to be really good guys and are really good guys in many ways, when it comes to some of these core deep things, um, which a lot of these stories focused on, you know, like if we go into space, will it really be different or will men still want to possess women? Um, and I'm trying to keep my, my language clean or my themes clean because of the monetization. Sorry about the monetization, but it does help me. I appreciate you all putting up with it. Um, and that's only if you're watching on YouTube, but, um, so I don't know if it'd be wrong to say this, but, um, you know, in some ways still continuing to view women as objects, even if they're our friends and they love us and we have great conversations that there is still this atavistic core where they come back to where they believe that women are somehow their trophies, their, their prizes for success. Um, that if they are successful enough, then they get to have women. They get to have multiple women maybe, right? Because that's like, seems like almost all men, not all men. I, I could only do half hashtag because I'm drinking my coffee. But I think it comes as a surprise to us when certain men do behave this way. And it's like there's no other explanation sometimes. Um it's like, why would this guy do this thing to hurt me that, or that did hurt me when he could have kept his word or he could have been faithful, right? But instead he chose to indulge himself and why and why. And it, I think it comes back down to some of that stuff. So interesting interesting to read these old stories and then have it be relevant to a conversation i'm having with someone 50 years later uh, i guess that makes some good stories i guess that means that a lot of things right so but it's led me to think a whole lot about um females female characters how we write female characters because one of the questions that we really hate um because it's become, I don't think I want to say cliche, but it feels worn. It feels like ground we have trod and trod. Um, trod is a funny word. Uh, 
is, is the, the strong female character, right? A strong female character. And it's gotten to the point where a lot of women authors I know are like, if there's a panel topic on the strong female character, they'll say, can we just not, can, can we not have this conversation anymore? Which I understand. Um, and I was on a panel at um, Tucson Festival of Books which was actually hugely well attended. And there were a bunch of great women on this panel and I won't name them all cause I'll probably forget one. But, um, I was like dazzled to be on the panel with these amazing women writers. And someone asked the question, how do you write a strong female character? And I snapped back with my witty retort and it was a guy who asked, and I said, how about just writing characters? And I, and it got this round of applause, right? Because that's where we get frustrated is like, why do we have to specify a strong female character? Why can't we just write characters? And yet I am now reconsidering my stance. And I feel like maybe that was an overly flip answer. I think it's a good answer. I think it's a real answer. And yet I was thinking about this within context for these things. Cause one of the things that my friend said to me is that I have very good boundaries and that she does not. And she's working on having better boundaries. And, and I found this to be a really interesting thing because I said, I was talking about, well, you know, like if I don't like a situation and I don't know if it's necessarily a good trait in myself, but I, I've realized that I'm very much a cut bait kind of person. Like, If I think something's not working, if a relationship's not working, if a friendship isn't satisfying me anymore, if a situation isn't making me happy, then I will walk away. I'll be like, "Eh, this just isn't working and I'm gone. And it happened a couple of times recently and the other people involved were, um, you know, I want to say shocked, kind of deeply shocked that I, they're like, well, wait, you can't just walk away from this situation. I'm like, watch me. (laughs) Here I go. Um, and, and I was talking to her about that, you know, like maybe I feel like this isn't the best trait myself. And she said, no, that means that you have really good boundaries. And, and she said, I need to be better about walking away. And, and I was thinking, well, maybe is this part of what we're talking about with strong female characters And it comes back to this feminism thing, right? That when we're talking about a strong female character, we're talking about someone who knows who she is. Uh, She has confidence. She doesn't necessarily have to be a warrior. She doesn't have to be kick-ass. It doesn't have to be any of those things, but she does have to know where her boundaries are and refuse to let other people particularly men manipulator. And maybe this is something as women, as post-feminist, enlightened, liberated women, maybe we don't want to talk about this because we don't want to believe that it's possible for men to manipulate us. And yet I'm having these conversations with my friends, women my age, that we are now in our fifties and we are seeing this same thing happen that happened to our mothers where the men our age, financially successful, possibly facing their own mortality are going out and finding younger women. And it's like, really, (laughs) 
we're still doing this and the, their wives, their girlfriends, their partners are kind of astounded by this and trying to figure out how do you deal with these situations? And it's like, well, do you put up with it? You know, you make your choices and certainly there are a lot more options available these days with polyamory and ethical non-monogamy and all of those things. But it's only if, if the woman is, is buys into it out of her own free will, right? Not, not this poly under duress thing, right? You know, thank you, Dan Savage for, you know, PUD, bud. Poly under duress, meaning that your man wants to go out and screw younger women, but uh, you know, you don't want him to, but you also don't want to lose him. That's poly under duress, right? So I think that this idea of, do we let men push us around and, and it's still really programmed into us, right? There's still a lot of that where, um, you know, what the man wants and needs is more important than what the woman wants and needs. And how do you push back on that? You know, it's, you know, we have more choices. We can get divorced. It's thankfully still legal. We can be financially independent. So when I look at this now through this lens of the strong female character is that she is a character who does not depend on a man, um, does not exceed to men's wishes. I've also went down a Hamilton rabbit hole this weekend. I rewatched Hamilton and I've, I've got a book of the score with all of Lin-Manuel Miranda's notes in it, which is really great to do. I love to study how other creators do things. And so it's fascinating to go through and see everything he thought about and how he worked through creating Hamilton. But there's that great line, right? From, um, from I want to be in the room where it happens, where they say the art of the compromise, hold your breath and close your eyes. Um, great line, great line. And yes, all relationships are compromised, right? But this whole sense of fighting for what, what you want to need in a relationship means that it's an actual compromise. It's not that the man gets everything he wants. And I know that it feels funny. It's like, why, why are we saying this? But clearly we, we're still having these conversations. It's not over. It's not gone. Um, and the other things, so a strong female character. Yeah. That she has these clear boundaries. Um, and one thing I've noticed, <laughs> the other thing that brought this to mind is that my own husband, David, who is a lovely man. I mean, been together for, eh, I forget now, 32 years. Um, he is a gentle person. I don't think he would describe himself as a feminist because he's from Northern Wyoming and they think that that's a dirty word, but he, in his relationship with me, he has always dealt with me as a person, um, in, in ways that are very important to me. Like the things that he values about me are the same things that I value about myself. Um, he loves that I am very smart. He loves that I'm very independent and capable. He loves that I am a problem solver. Uh, he doesn't, has never expected me to be in, be dependent upon him. Um, he's always been fine with the occasions when I've made more money than he has. 
So all of these things are true, but there's a certain, like if we're watching a movie together, which is like one of our main things that we do together is we stream movies. Uh, there are certain female characters that I just know I can like, you, you all know this. If you've been with someone for a really long time, you, you have a little clock going off in your head until they make the comment that you know that they're going to make. And there are certain female characters that he'll always say, I don't like her. And it's always someone who is a commanding, demanding female character uh, that we would describe as, I think, being a strong female character. Um, so, like, even if she's, like, leading the charge against the monsters, <laughs> I've got dappling on my face. I'll scoot over this way. This is what I get for taking so long to get my internet set up. Uh, I'll pause. I'm just going to have to deal with dappling. <laughs> Said dapples across my face. Um, to the grape leaves. So that's nice. So anyway. Um, oh no. It's telling me it failed to resume recording. Let's see if it's better now. I should not have paused. I think maybe we're okay now. Okay. I just had sun dappling on me. I Hopefully we're still recording. Zencaster, you're driving me crazy. Okay. So anyway, my point, and I did have one, uh, you know, it's like these female characters that are leading the charge against the monsters, right? Or they're a general or, you know, in these kick-ass roles. And there's, I know that this is his programming. I know that this goes back to, um, this knee jerk programming. And, and I've pointed out to him, I'm like, well, I would act like that in that situation. He says, no, you wouldn't. No, you, you're not, you're not mean like that or something like that. And it's like, I know that there's this divide in his mind. So I don't know if there's an answer to this. Um, certainly not with like dealing with the men in our lives. How do we figure that out? Women have been sorting this for what centuries now. Um, but as far as writing characters, I think let's think in those terms that this is what it means to write a strong female character is the idea of boundaries, um, that she has things that she is not willing to compromise on because they violate her own sense of self, because they violate her own sense and um, wants and needs, right? You know, Polly under duress, your man wants to go out and play with younger women and you don't want him to, you know, do you, do you capitulate to that? Where, at what point are you willing to walk away? And maybe that's a really interesting thing uh, to think about with female characters. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to play with that. You know, it's like, at what point are they willing to cut bait and walk away and say, no, I am, I'm not going to do this thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, I hope you all have a fabulous week. I really hope this continued to record and I will, um, yeah, hope you give me some, some of your thoughts on this strong female character thing. And I will talk to you all on Friday. You all take care. Bye-bye.